Introduction I've been a Sherlock Holmes fan for most of my life. One of my first grown-up books was a worn compilation of adventures and memoirs given to me by my grandfather, and I devoured it. I didn't understand all the words, and the ones I did understand caused me to regularly fail spelling tests because I confused American and British spellings through my childhood. But I loved every page. I didn't quite understand why it was important to study the fact that bruises wouldn't form on a corpse, or why there were a wide variety of tobaccos that left an equally wide variety of ash. All I knew is that when Holmes admonished Watson for not knowing how many stairs there were leading up to their rooms at 221B Baker Street in a scandal in Bohemia, I went right home and made sure to count the number of stairs leading up to my bedroom, 13, so that I would be ready whenever that information became important in a murder investigation. Much like Dr. Watson, my time with the great detective has gone through cycles. Sometimes I spent weeks or months in close company with him, while other times it was years between visits. But he was never far from my mind, and recently I've been thinking of him more than ever. Some years ago, the incomparable Ken Height released a series of essays, critiques, and rants on his live journal about each of the H.P. Lovecraft stories which he entitled Tour de Lovecraft, later compiled into a book by Atomic Overmind Press, which is definitely worth checking out if you're into Lovecraft. I mentioned to him in passing at the time that I should probably get around to doing a similar series based on the original Holmes canon. I remembered his response being encouraging, but for some reason I don't recall it clearly. Perhaps I have blocked the incident from my mind for my own sanity. But since the release of the Guy Ritchie films, the BBC series Sherlock, and the CBS series Elementary, Holmes has had a new revival in popular culture, and I spend more and more time talking with people about The Great Detective as well as, more often than not, getting into internet arguments about him. Sherlock Holmes is one of the most widely recognized literary characters in the world, and yet many fans haven't actually read the original stories. Most people's perceptions come from vague recollections of Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce, or from when they were forced to read Hound of the Baskervilles in school. The popular culture understanding of Holmes and his world is now a mythology, full of wonderful stories that bear only a passing resemblance to the facts. There are very few people who grew up on Holmes like I did, reading the canon first before experiencing the larger world of Sherlock Holmes afterwards. Those who approach Holmes from the other direction need a guide, someone who can take the hand of the reader either diving into the canon for the first time, you lucky bastard, or who hasn't read it in years. These new readers need a guide who can answer questions or point out dangerous bits along the way. More often than not, my friends turn to me to be that guide. Thus, this book. Originally a collection of over 70 essays published on my blog, Watson is Not an Idiot chronicles my rereading of the entire canon. Like Dr. Watson, I'm not a reliable narrator, nor am I an objective critic. My relationship with Holmes is too entrenched and complex for me to be able to act as either. Instead, I point out interesting things and mention personal gripes. Sometimes I check my facts with essays and books by far more educated people. Other times I go off on unhinged rants about certain aspects of the stories. For this book, I've rewritten many of the essays to expand on some points, correct whatever errors I could find, and provide even more of my opinionated slant on the canon. How you use this book is up to you, although you will need your own copy of the original stories. I do encourage you to read the stories in the publication order of the books where you can. 
I use the American publication of the stories for this book, a fact that will become important as you make your way through. The actual chronology of the cases is a hopeless mess that is still being debated over a hundred years later, so that is a lost cause. Besides, reading them in publication order will help you see how Sir Arthur Conan Doyle evolved as a writer, and some nuances and quirks of the canon are easier to notice if you take them in the same way that many readers did when the books were first published. Finally, these essays often build on and reference each other, so you may miss some nuance if you read them out of order. But I believe they should more or less hold up if you decide to jump around. No matter what you do or how you read them, though, I hope this book helps you discover the same thrilling, maddening fascination with the world of Sherlock Holmes that I have. At the least, I hope it gives you something different to fight about on the Internet.